Hello, everyone, and welcome to Scrambling with Dylan Otto, a podcast where the listeners can hear about, learn, and laugh about my life in the golf world and other numerous topics with guests on the show. Tune in every week for insight and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the third episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto. For this week, we're going to be talking about my golf journey part two. So in the previous episode, I had talked about my high school days and the transition from high school to junior college and just briefly talked about uh, Reedley College a little bit. So this episode is going to be based on my two years at Reedley College. So we'll start off with my freshman year. Um, Coming into college, I knew exactly what I wanted my major to be. I wanted to be a business marketing major. Uh, for my classes, I just started taking intro to business, general ed classes, and pre-business classes that fit for the degree, like accounting, economics, economics, um, micro, macro, and stuff like that. So that's just kind of classroom part. But we're gonna we're here to talk about golf and stuff. So what we're gonna be talking about is the team and the coaches and stuff, and we're gonna talk about practice schedule and tournaments and all that good stuff. So. We'll start off with my coaches. The head coach was Coach Stark. He was a very, very good coach. He knew exactly what he was doing with a junior college team. And the assistant was Coach Perkins. And then we had sort of, he was an assistant coach, but more of a private donor. His name is Mr. D. And so we will dive into the roster. So like I said, um, we were very... We had people from everywhere, I mean, different countries and everything. So just kind of listen in on where these guys are from. And it's really interesting. So first on the list, we have Adam Nelson. He was from Australia. He was a freshman. Uh, next guy, we have Amar Deep Manku. He's from Leeds, England. He was a sophomore. Next up is Ben Kinsley. He's from St. Andrews, Scotland. He was a sophomore. Next up was Bailey Flickinger from Paso Robles, California. Next up was Calvin Mitchell from Exeter, California. He was a sophomore, ex-military. And then you have me, Dylan Otto, from Kingsbury, California. I was a freshman. Then we had George Jennings. He he was from England. He was a freshman. Unfortunately, he went home before the season had started, so he wasn't a part of the actual team roster, but he was still there starting out in the fall. And then next we have John Karayan. He was from Hanford, California. He was a freshman. Next we have Morgan Cooper from Las Vegas, Nevada. Will Edie from New Zealand freshman. He went home before the season started as well, just like George. And then we have David Lang. He was from Austria. He was a freshman as well. And then we have Xavier Carano from Fresno, California. He was a freshman as well. Also, uh, just uh, another uh, side note, um, unfortunately with Ben Kinsley, he was not eligible because of grades. So he was still on the team, but he couldn't play in season or anything because he didn't have good enough grades. So we'll dive into what our practice schedule looked like. And so we practiced every every week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, every week. And um, it was 18 holes, walking at a variation of golf courses. Sometimes we did 36 holes just to practice, um, kind of waking up early, doing the first 18 at 7 a.m. and the next 18 at 1 p.m. Because some of our tournaments postseason were 36 holes, so... That was our practice schedule, and we had tournaments that were on Monday, Wednesday, and stuff like that. We never had them on Friday, though, which was nice, so we uh, we mainly were able to practice on those days. And the variation of courses that we were able to get on and play, not only um, practice, but just kind of go to and hit balls and stuff, we had Rich Creek, which is in Dinuba, California. We had Visalia Country Club, which is in Visalia, California. We have Belmont Country Club in Fresno, California, Dragonfly Golf Course in Madera, California, Riverside Golf Course in Fresno, California, Kings River Golf and Country Club in Kingsbury, California, where I had played high school golf at. We had Copper River Country Club in Fresno, California. We went to Fig Garden Golf Course in Fresno, as well as Kings Country Club in Hanford. So those are two different courses with Kings and Kings River. So the main courses we played at or, or practice at slash uh, hit balls at were Ridge Creek and Kings River. Ridge Creek, we did a lot of our qualifying rounds out there, so a lot of our guys on our team are very comfortable with playing out there. It's a link-style golf course. There's no trees out there. If if you know the weather in the Central Valley, it is super hot. 
And I can remember some days when we were walking and it was just beaten down on us. And uh, so you want to make sure you had a lot of water and a wet towel would be nice as well. And Coach Stark and um, everybody on the coaching staff did a very good job of keeping us hydrated and getting us what we needed. And we went to Kings River kind of during the week on uh, Tuesday, Thursdays on the days off where we didn't have um, actual qualifying and stuff. So they were very um, uh, fortunate. They were very fortunate for letting uh, having them uh, us come out and play, and we could hit balls, and then we could go play nine holes and stuff just to kind of keep the uh, juices flowing. So we have our roster there, and then we now we'll dive into what the tournament tournaments were like we played during the season. So our season was in the spring. We weren't a year round. Um, we weren't a year round sport like some. D1 and D2, D3 schools like that and stuff. So we played a lot of golf, though. We played 18 tournaments in just a semester. We played at least two times a week. So we had um, conference matches mostly uh, during the week and stuff. Sometimes we had invitational tournaments. And we only had tournaments on Monday, Wednesdays. We never had them on Fridays or anything like that. So that was nice. We could um, stay home and stuff for the weekend. And so what our tournaments looked like were a mix of conference tournaments and invitational tournaments and head-to-head matches with other schools. So our invitational tournaments were uh, we got invited from other schools in different parts of California and stuff to go play at their uh, their tournament that they were hosting. And then we did head-to-head matches with just other junior colleges and stuff just to just for our fun kind of thing. And we mainly did them just to kind of look at other courses and stuff. We traveled as far as Santa Barbara to Madera, California, which was nice. We played in Santa Barbara. That was a beautiful golf course. We played Sandpiper. And so we'll dive into now our conference, what that looked like with all the teams that we played with. So for my freshman year, we had Reedy College, of course. We had Fresno City College, West Hills College, which was in Lemoore. And then we had Taft College, which is in Bakersfield area. And side note, I always played with a guy named Blake Burrell. He was from Taft College. Him and I both fought for number one MVP in the league. And unfortunately, he had beaten me because he's a really good player. And so just kind of keep in mind, Blake Burrell, he, um, we will bring him up in the future in the next episode. So the lineup for our tournaments at these, um, all the events we were playing. I mean, we played, like I said, we played so much a week. We were at least traveling twice a week to different courses for tournaments. But so for the majority of conference tournaments, the lineup was I played number one and then Adam Nelson played as number two. Amar Deet Manku played number three. Bailey Flickinger played number four and Morgan Cooper played number five. And Xavier Carreno played number six. And in junior college, what we did was, so you bring a six-man team to every tournament, and then you are able to throw out one bad score so we could count the five best scores, and then they added them up total. And however many over under par you were, based off who was the lowest, was obviously the winner of that conference tournament. And keep in mind, we we always won. We won every single conference tournament. We were undefeated. Uh, conference champions which was awesome and so we were given the award for that and on our team picture we have undefeated conference champions which is always cool to have on there and so we like i said we won every conference tournament we went to every single invitational tournament and we won every single one except for a tournament down in riverside at victoria golf course where we lost to orange coast junior college they were a very good school in southern california we're very fortunate to compete against them. And uh, it just really opened up our eyes because we played in such this small conference and stuff. And we were winning all the tournaments and stuff. That was kind of a norm for really college. And it was nice to get some new teams and stuff to play because we wanted to see how we, uh, how we lined up with everybody else. So uh, we took the, the conference title and then we moved on to postseason stuff. So postseason lineup uh, was switched because um, Adam Nelson had been performing better than I had, and hats off to him. So for postseason, we had Adam Nelson as the number one player. I was the number two player. Um, Amar Deepman, who was the number three player. Bailey Flickinger was number four. 
and then Xavier Carreno was number five, and Morgan Cooper was number six. So we'll dive into the postseason stuff. So postseason consisted of the very first tournament, which was the Northern California Championship. So out of all out of all the schools in Northern California, they all came to this tournament, come together, and just competed just like a normal tournament. Whoever shot the lowest scores was able to move on. And it was kind of like how I talked about in high school where you could you could advance on team or individual. So it was the same thing for junior college. So since we were such a good team, we were always looking to try to advance um, on as a team. So we went into the Northern California tournament very comfortable. Our tournament was ran by our very own Coach Stark at Reedy College because none of the other schools wanted to take charge and run it. So Coach Stark said, yeah, I'll do it. So we had it held at Dragonfly Golf Course, which we practice at many times. And this whole this was a 36-hole event. So the first tee times were at 7 a.m. in the morning and then 1 p.m. for the second 18 holes. We had a lunch break in between, which is nice because it's just nice to get off your feet a little bit, take your shoes off. And uh, we even brought another pair of socks just to kind of keep your feet nice and fresh. So we played the first 18 holes, which I had shot 77, which was not a very good round for me out there. And I believe me or Adam and I, we had struggled both and the back of our lineup was had played well. So we were very, um, very fortunate for that. And so keep in mind, 36 holes is a lot of golf in one day. I mean, we're starting at seven in the morning and then we're teeing off at one o'clock. I mean, we're not finishing our rounds till five thirty, six o'clock. So um, coming down the stretch on the second 18 holes, we were in good position. I once again did not play very well. I shot 79 and I was exhausted. I can't remember after that round. I mean, I, I had blisters on my shoes and my feet because it was just so much walking. It was so hot. It was about 105 degrees outside. And I think that was also an advantage for us because we had been playing in the heat all season and we had schools coming from, you know, Bay Area and stuff like that that just never experienced heat like that. So once again, our number four, five, and six guys came through for us, and we won the Northern California Championship. We're the best team in Northern California. And uh, so shout out to those guys, the four, five, and six guys for coming through. And so once we had won that tournament, we advanced on as a team. Of course, there were individuals that advanced, and shout out to Blake Brell. I know he advanced as an individual. Unfortunately, his team did not. So we moved on to the state championship, which was played at Sam Piper Golf Course in Santa Barbara. Once again, this was a 36-hole round. Tea time started at 7 a.m. again, and then 1 p.m. as well. And this time, though, since Sam Piper is a lot harder golf course, it's a lot tighter. There's some holes where you got to factor in a lot of the wind, and you got to factor in out of bounds and stuff like that, and uh, thicker rough and everything. It was just tougher conditions because it was a state championship tournament. So we played Sam Piper 36 holes, 7 a.m. first tee time. We after we played our first 18 holes, I shot 76, which I felt was a really good round out there for being in the morning and the greens were rolling fast. Course was pure. Uh, wind was blowing, of course, because um, for anybody that has never played Sam Piper, Sam Piper is right on the ocean. I mean, it is right there. So you have amazing views, but also you have just wind howling at you. And so the first round took longer than we had intended. So we only got about a 20 minute lunch break. It was like the people are here throwing your food. Here you go, you know, take it. And so we took it and I ate about as fast as I could. Boom, I was on the next D-Box. So in these tournaments on they on the morning tea time, I teed off on hole one. And then the second tea time I teed off on hole 10 so it was kind of they flip-flop so they can fit everybody um to play so in the second 18 holes we were i can't remember exactly what position we were in but we were we needed to put up a good round all of us together and unfortunately our tail end kind of struggled on the back nine coming down the stretch and i had finished with a 75 so i shot 76 75 for the day and i felt very very proud of that because it was a serious, very big golf tournament. And I felt that that was the best that I could have played those two rounds in the same day. And I was very proud to go lower than I did in the morning. Cause like I said, you're walking all day, you're hitting all these golf shots. I mean, you're mentally and physically just tired. 
So it was just super fun to go out there and play well. Um, and so it was tough conditions. The best teams in all of California were there. It was a state championship. And the team that came out on top was Cypher College. They won the championship. So uh, congrats to them. And something else very exciting was Adam Nelson, our very own on the Reedley College team, was state individual championship. He shot, I believe, 71-69, which are solid rounds out there. He was the lowest guy there. And so that was awesome for him. And so just kind of wrapping up how the season went and everything. After season and postseason, I finished um, I finished with a 72.9 scoring average, which is pretty solid for my first year. I was super excited. I knew that would be a good scoring average to put on my recruiting profile. So once I uh, finished the season, I had started making my recruiting profile. And what that consists of is just a picture of me, a bio of me, uh, stats about my game, uh, fairway, how many fairways I hit, how many greens I hit, my up and down percentage or scrambling percentage, and then my putts per round. And I put my tournament history, the tournament results in which I placed in qualifying, which I had placed in, and the summer tournament schedule that was going to be coming up. So I got it all together. My coach, uh, Coach Stark, said, hey, you know, send me a list of schools that you are interested in and I'll get them out to them. So I remember I got a list together, about 25 schools. I literally put, you know, top, top notch D1 schools and D2 schools, top notch D2 schools. And I mean, what's the worst they were going to say? I thought, I mean, they're going to say, oh no, sorry, you know, we, we can't take you or, you know, we're done recruiting for this year. Hey, that's unfortunate. You know, that might be unfortunate for me, but that's just how recruiting goes. So it is what it is. So I probably had about 25 schools and those schools consisted of um, like Oregon state. And um, I, I remember I really wanted to go to San Jose state and then I had put Sonoma state, Chico state and a lot of really good D, uh, D2 schools. So I had put uh, that list together, sent it to my school and he said he would get him out over the summer to communicate with the schools. So I was very thankful that he was going to do that. So Leading after the season, getting everything all, you know, ready to try and transfer, getting my profile together. We had our last practice as a team. And this was, it was something put on by Coach Stark just to kind of have our last hoorah with everybody. I mean, the season was over and we just wanted to all play together. One last time with all the international and European guys. So we played, we played at... I believe it was King's Country Club, I think. King's Country Club, I remember I got a picture with all the guys and stuff. I was super, super excited for that. And um, so that was just kind of a nice farewell with them. And after the season and everything I'd wrapped up, I was trying to get more kind of my name out there. And I was very fortunate that the Hanford paper wrote an article about me called um, called Dylan Otto helps lead Reedley College in the in first year. That was by the Hanford Sentinel, which was very cool. And it was nice to put on my recruiting profile as well, put a link to it so coaches can read up more about me and how the season went. And it was just kind of good media for me. And after all that and doing the last round and everything, it was just such an awesome year. I mean, I mean, I made some lifelong friends on this team. To this day, I still talk to Bailey, Xavier, Amar, Ben, and Calvin. And they're just amazing guys. I mean, I just, I couldn't have asked for a better group of guys to play golf with. So while that was kind of the golf and the very serious playing and traveling and everything like that, um, I would like to dive into some of the fun, uh, the fun van ride stories that we had. So anywhere we went, traveling to tournaments, practice rounds, playing at tournaments or anything like that. We always went in and out, no matter what we went in and out. I remember we, towards the end of the season, I believe Bailey was just, he was like tired of in and out. So we, we had to start going to some different places, but a lot of things that we did though, was we had very deep conversations and those were led by Amar. Amar was a very, thought out person he he was so knowledgeable and just made us think about um topics and different ideas in different ways and uh, so we just talked about a lot of right and wrong things of life we talked about love 
We talked about relationships and, of course, of just what was going on in the golf world. And it was just really cool because it really brought us together as a team. And we were just such a good bond. And I just was so thankful for all these guys. And so another story was this was kind of outside of the van ride. But a lot of the international guys and stuff, they had never been they had never been to many places in California. So I thought, you know, well, have you guys been to Monterey? And they were like, oh, no, you know, we haven't. We've never been there before. So I was like, well, let's go. So I took Xavier, which he had been there. He's from Fresno. He's been to Monterey many times. I took Xavier, Amar, and Ben to Pebble Beach in Monterey. And for those of you that don't know, Pebble Beach is a very prestigious golf course that is very well known, very expensive to play as well. It's a PGA, it's a PGA Tour event um, held there, the AT&T Pro-Am. And so I we went, I, my mom was very, very fortunate to let me use her car. And because at the time my car was just, uh, wouldn't be, probably wouldn't been able to make the trip. But um, so we went, I picked them up at, I, don't, I can't even remember, probably 7.30 or 7 in the morning. And for me, it wasn't that early, but for those guys, it was early because they like to sleep in and stuff, which is fine. And so I picked them up. And we left super early in the morning, and then we went straight straight to Monterey. We ate lunch, and uh, we kind of walked around a little bit, and we noticed that there was a glow-in-the-dark mini golf course, which for people that actually you know, play golf and are very serious competitively, we take mini golf very seriously as well. It is no messing around. So we went in there. We, uh, we handled our business. We had fun. We played 18 holes. It was glow-in-the-dark, so it was really cool. You know, it's... Um, everything's all lighting up stuff. Your golf balls are all lit and stuff. And it was really cool. So we did that. And then after we played mini golf, we went on 17 mile drive and 17 mile drive is a beautiful drive in Monterey. You're driving through all these houses. You're driving by all the golf courses in the, on the peninsula. And, uh, some of those are, you know, Spanish Bay, Spyglass, Monterey Peninsula, Country Club, and just a lot of other amazing looking golf courses. So after that, we finished up at, um, well, actually, go back a little bit. So, when as you're going by Spanish Bay, you can park on the side of the road. You can go to the beach right there and stuff. And then right across the street is the actual golf course itself. And we walked on to the eighth hole. It's a par three. And I don't think we were probably supposed to be there, but we were there anyway because we wanted to check out the golf course. And it was just amazing. Just beautiful. The grass was so plush and the breeze and everything was beautiful weather. And, um, it was funny because a group rolled up on the team. We were like, oh, like, okay, we should probably get out of here and stuff. And so we talked to him and they were like, hey, like, you guys, you guys want to hit a shot? And we were like, hey, yeah, we want to hit a shot, you know? So they gave us what, I mean, here's a ball, whatever club you need. And I remember I was, you know, I asked the guy, can I borrow your glove? Because I just did not want to let go of the club because I have kind of sweatier hands and stuff. So I just wasn't my clubs and I didn't really want it to go flying. So we went up there, we hit a couple shots. And uh, we were commentating on everybody's shot just for fun and stuff. And um, it was just hilarious because none of us hit the green and Amar was the only one. And he made sure that um, he didn't live that he didn't we uh, didn't live that one down. So it was just hilarious because it was just it was just funny because we're just making fun of everybody missing the green. And we had no warm ups or nothing, of course. And so it was just fun. It was very, very cool that we're able to hit a shot. And those guys were very nice to us. So after we did that, we finished up at Pebble Beach. And as you walk on the grounds, you can walk by the stores and stuff, the pro shop that they have there. And the golf course, you can walk all on the car path that, that you want, really. I mean, we walked on um, by the 18th hole, which is iconic hole in golf. You have um, such beautiful scenery there. We walked up that hole and then 17, 16. And then we just walked around the whole golf course. We watched many groups go by, play through. And um, it's just funny because we were kind of commentating, you know, the we don't even know these people that are playing, but we're just kind of making fun of their shots. And um, I, I don't know why it is, but almost every time I, I've been to Pebble Beach, the groups that I've seen and watched, they're not very good. So it's just interesting to me. But hey, I mean, I would love to play Pebble Beach as well. So if you got the money, go do it. It's quite expensive, I believe it's about 500 bucks to go play. So if you get a discount or something, you should definitely take advantage of that. So after we walked around um, Pebble Beach, we went and play, or we didn't play. We just walked back to the car, got some dinner, we headed home. And so 
once we got done with that, my next story is we have our banquet night and our banquet night consists of just us getting together and eating food. And beforehand, we actually play just whoever wants to go out and play can just go play. So it was really nice that we have um, we have our banquet out at Ridge Creek, which we practice and qualified there many, many times. And so we had one last round. We were all in carts. We played all in the same group. So we had our whole team. It was like the it was like 530 in the evening. I think we only played probably five holes and then the, the food was ready. So we all we played the tips and the tips are pretty they're pretty deep at Ridge Creek, which I mean, for us, it wasn't bad. But for the for the weekend warrior, it was definitely brutal. And out there, like I said, link style golf course, no trees, very thick, fescue rough. It was a ball in there. It's good luck finding it. You're never going to find it. But you'll find about four four balls that are not yours. But um, so that was kind of nice. So we played the round. We had a blast. It was just so fun to just let go. Everybody's just trying to hit magnificent shots and shots that you wouldn't normally play. And um, so that was kind of cool. And so we said our goodbyes after that. You know, we went through Coach Stark just said, you know, it was a great season with you guys. Hope you guys um, wish you nothing but the best in the future. And that was very nice of him. So it was kind of a saddening moment for me because, I mean, for the guys that are going to be going to other countries and stuff, I mean, I probably was probably wasn't going to see them again for a long time. And I remember pulling um, pulling Ben and Amar to the side and just telling him, hey, you know, I know you guys are going back home to totally different countries and stuff. But if you guys ever need anything, please let me know. You guys are lifelong Franks for me. And if you guys ever come back to the States, let me know and we'll uh, we'll link up and we'll play some golf or something. And so while they were leaving, I was very sad that the freshmen, my fellow freshman golfers, were going to be leaving as well. I mean, I was sad that Bailey was going to be leaving. I was sad that Xavier was going to be going back home, but he lives in Fresno and Bailey lived in Paso Robles, which was pretty close to me. So we were able to still keep in touch, but I knew that I was going to be seeing them next year. And... So it was just a very, very awesome first year of college golf. I had such a blast and it was just, I just couldn't, couldn't ask for anything else. So after our banquet and everything later on after that, um, really college puts up a awards night and everything just kind of ended the semester stuff for all student athletes and anybody that wanted to come. So most of our team, we got awards for our athletic performance and academics and we also got um, a Torch of Excellent award presented by Reedy College. Many others on the teams had received them as well. And like I said, it was just an amazing first year of college. I was so thankful for it. And probably one of my last stories, memories that I will probably remember for the rest of my life. Um, we were playing a pra- We were just qualifying, having fun, um, getting ready for the next tournament and stuff. And we played Ridge Creek in the first hole is par five, second hole is par four, third hole is par three, fourth hole is a par four. The tee boxes that we were playing it were about 315, 316 yards. And I remember, I mean, it was just a drivable par four for us. And the wind was kind of blowing right to left, straight, uh, directly right to left. And I hit my drive. I hit it, peered it, and made, I hit a great shot. And it was going right at the green. So I thought, okay, cool. You know, it'll be right up on the green. And um, we got up there, looked for my shot. You know, where's it at? Looking short of the green. There's a bunker short of it, long of it. It's a fescue and looking for it, looking for it. And my teammate, Adam Nelson, went to go check the hole. And he said it was in the hole. I couldn't believe it. Had a hole in one on a par four. And those will be, that'll also be one of my lifelong memories, not only for myself, but also with my team. So I shared it with my team and my group and or my coach was on the tee box right, right behind us. And I yelled back to him, you know, that it went in the hole and he was super stoked and it was so excited. And, um, so it was really cool. And, um, yeah, so, so that was my freshman year. We, uh, um, we had just an amazing year. I'll never forget it. So moving on to my sophomore year now, we will be covering the same stuff. Just everybody who's on the team schedule wise and all that good stuff. And so, so we'll start off with the 2018, 19 roster, my sophomore year at Reedley college. So once again, we had Adam Nelson, he was from Australia from, he was a sophomore 
And unfortunately, kind of like Ben Kinsley's situation, um, he was not eligible to be playing in season. He didn't have good enough grades, which was very, uh, very unfortunate because he was a big help for the team. And not only for the team, but for himself, he was the um, individual state champion. I know he had a couple offers for some from some schools, and he just unfortunately just didn't have good enough grades, and that's kind of on him. So the next guy, we have Bailey Flickinger from Paso Robles, and he was a sophomore as well. After his time at Reedley, he transferred to Fresno State just for academic purposes because he is pursuing a engineering degree, so props to him. We had a new Aussie come in, um, Bo Willett. He was a freshman from Australia. We had David Lang from Austria again. He was a sophomore. And I know he transferred to a D3 school in Tennessee after his time at Reedy College. I don't know exactly the name of it. I can't remember it, but I knew he was on the team. And then the next guy was me, Dylan Otto, from Kingsbury, California. I was a sophomore, which I transferred to Sonoma State. And we had Morgan Cooper from Las Vegas, Nevada. He was a sophomore, and I know he went home after the season. He did not transfer to another school or continue academics, to my knowledge. And we had another Australian come, Tom O'Rourke. He was a freshman. We have Xavier Carano from Fresno, California. He was a sophomore, and he just recently... Um, this coming year transferred to CSU East Bay. So congratulations to him, man. I'm super stoked to be playing with you this next year. And then we had Jared Hernandez from Visalia, California. He was just a red shirt. So that was kind of our, that was our roster during the season. In the fall, we probably had, I know we had some guys from England and I mean, we, I think we had probably 15 guys starting out and a lot of them just unfortunately went home and that happens with that happened in my freshman year as well. You know, a couple guys just didn't want to do with it. You know, like George Jennings, he just didn't, um, he wasn't feeling very comfortable in his surroundings and he just went home. He missed home. And that's sometimes how it goes. And I give them all the props in the world for coming to Reedley College, stepping out of their comfort zone, not knowing anybody in Reedley, California. And for those who know Reedley, Reedley is kind of like Kingsburg. There's not much to do there. And so that was, I was giving them a lot of respect for coming and giving it a chance. So like I said, we had a lot of guys that were from England, and um, but unfortunately they did not stay for later on. So uh, we will move on to kind of the gear we got. So my freshman year, I know I didn't talk about this my freshman year, but um, my freshman year we got just two, we got two Tylus hats, Reedley College embroidered on them. We got two Adidas shirts with uh, Reedley Golf on them, one Adidas pullover, and then we had custom MyJoy shoes with initials on them. So that was my freshman year, and we got a uh, Ping Hoofer bag. So Ping Hoofer bag is kind of the iconic golf bag for college golfers. So we got all the gear that we needed. It was very nice. Shout out to Coach Stark for getting us, always keeping us um, in style with our equipment. And our sophomore year, it was things kind of changed a little bit. Uh, my coach, uh, his son, Brian Stark, plays for Oklahoma State, and their iconic swinging Pete logo was very inspir- inspiring for him. And since he was so proud of his son, he wanted to kind of bring that on to the Reedley College team. So what a swing and Pete is, is uh, for Oklahoma State, it's just kind of, um, they're the Oklahoma State Cowboys and Pete's a cowboy. He's swinging a golf club. So my coach was like, let's, you know, let's make a swing and tiger for Reedley College. And he, so I know he had brought it to my intention. He had said, you know, let's, you know, how, how should we go about this? And I said, you know, I, I know somebody, let me talk to him. I'll get back to you. And he kind of put me in charge for picking out the shoes and getting that logo set up. So, uh, once he had brought that to my attention, I reached out to my stepbrother, Christian Bissett. He was a alumni of the San Francisco Art Institute, and he's a very, very skilled with just about anything you put in his hands, and he can create some amazing art. So I knew to go to him straight away. And so I had sent him a picture, a couple pictures of some other D1 schools that have their mascot swinging a golf club. And I said, hey, man, we need a swinging tiger with a hat on little RC on it and stuff. And if you can, if you can make something, just shoot it to me and then I'll send it to my coach and, you know, we can go, kind of go from there. And so he said, yeah, no worries. So he probably took him about a week, week and a half to kind of 
um, actually draw it, physically draw it, and then upload onto a computer, put all the color and everything, get it in. And so he sent it to me, and it looked so sick. I'll, uh, I can post it on the Scrambling Podcast Instagram if you guys want to check that out with uh, numerous other um, uh, stuff that will be covered in the podcast in this episode. And so it was so cool because it was like, dude, like we have our own logo. Like what? So cool. And I remember Coach Stark was so psyched. He said he'll use this for the remainder of his coaching career at Reedley College. So that's kind of cool. That that will always be with him. And that will kind of go down in history with the Reedley College golf team. So we got two custom Swinging Tiger hats. It was very cool. We had a black and white hat with the Swinging Tiger logo on the front. Uh, Reedley Golf on the sides and in orange lettering. And it was just so cool. And so we had two really college um, Adidas golf shirts. We had one Adidas pullover as well. And then we had custom My Joy Pro SLs, black, white, and orange uh, pair of golf shoes. They were so sick. We were looking so awesome. We also got a swinging tiger belt buckle and a belt with it as well. It was kind of the next belt, so it kind of clicks. Um, so it doesn't have any holes in it. And um, not only did we have that, but we also had a score cult holder and they were kind of white with like alligator print on it. And they had our last name on it on the back. So scorecard holder is just, you know, whenever you're playing in a tournament and stuff, you keep your score called your, you keep your scorecard pencil, uh, pin sheets, just kind of anything you need to have with you on the golf course. So whenever we put it in our back pocket, it was so cool. Cause our last names on the, um, on the top of them would kind of stick out and you could just, you knew who was hitting the shot because you looked at their scorecard holder hanging out of their pocket and it said, you know, auto on it or, or Carreno or Flickinger and stuff. And it was so cool. So coach Stark hooked it up with that. We had a, um, we always had a fundraiser tournament every year. We raised a lot of money. So we're very thankful for all our supporters. So we'll dive in now to our practice schedule. So the practice schedule, same as freshman year, we played, um, we qualified every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and we always um, played on those days. So we had 18 holes. Sometimes we did 36 and we were walking, carrying our clubs and we played at those various golf courses explained in the, um, in my freshman year. So we practiced many times during the week. And then we also had the same kind of tournament schedule. And once again, our season was in the springtime. We were not in the fall. So we played around eight tournaments as 18 tournaments as well. Coach Stark wanted to always keep us on our toes. So we played at least twice a week, conference and invitational matches and heads up tournaments. And we played on Monday, Wednesdays again. And we had a mix of conference invitational and head to head matches with other schools. We traveled as far as Napa, Monterey, and Riverside for tournaments. And so our teams in our conference, though, changed, had changed this year in my sophomore year because we had Reedley College, we had Fresno City College, we had Taft College in Bakersfield area, we had San Jose City College and Monterey Peninsula Junior College. And the reason why was West Hills, West Hills College in Lemoore, they just, unfortunately, they had to cut their program. They just couldn't fund it very much longer, and they probably were just kind of struggling getting uh, guys to go play for them. So, unfortunately, they had to drop out, and since we we're only a three-team conference, um, our conference decided to merge with another conference uh, kind of more north of us, so we brought in San Jose City College and Monterey Peninsula College, which was awesome because we got new teams, uh, new guys to play with and a whole nother skill level and stuff. So we could kind of compare how we were and um, how we lined up with them. So we traveled, um, we traveled to their home tournaments as well, which was very cool. And we got to meet a lot of new guys and stuff. So our lineup for most of the year, this was, uh, during conference and kind of later on in conference, it changed up and stuff. And so, but overall it was Tom O'Rourke played number one. I played number two, Dylan Otto. Number three, we had Bo Willett. And then number four, we had Bailey Flickinger. Number five, we had Morgan Cooper. And number six, we had Xavier Carino. And like I said, for tournaments, we bring six guys count the five best scores. So we get to drop one low bad score or one highest, uh, one, one of the highest scores. And as we moved on through the season and stuff during practice and tournament schedules, um, 
with the way our scoring averages were lining up, we were such a deep team. We had a lot of depth, kind of like my freshman year, we had depth, but this year, my sophomore year, we had an insane amount of depth with the guys. Everybody could go, everybody could shoot low scores. Everybody could go deep. So that was awesome. And so the lineup got very competitive. I unfortunately was towards the end of this end of conference. Our coach decided to kind of change it up a little bit, just see how guys would play and stuff. So he had moved me back to number five, which was, Hey, if that's how it, that's how it is. That's how it is. I shot the scores to get me to that point. So we played a head to head match against Ventura, Ventura college and Napa Valley junior college. We played Ventura College at Hunter Ranch in Paso Robles, which is awesome because Bailey Flickinger, he is from Paso Robles, and that is basically his home course. He plays there very often. He knew that course like the back of his hand. So we went there. We destroyed them. I shot um, 73 as a number five guy, counted the score, which is very nice. And so after my coach had moved me to number five, I I think I might have... I think I bumped up a couple more spots, so that was kind of nice. And then we played a head-to-head match at um, Silverado Golf and, uh, Golf and Resort in Napa, and we played against Napa Valley Junior College, and our coach for our lineup, he just told us, hey, you know, this is a for-fun match. Pair up with whoever you guys want to play with. So I played with my buddy Xavier Carino, and we played, and we we beat Napa Valley Junior College in the head-to-head match. So that was very fun, and for many people that uh, for the people that don't know, Silverado Golf and Resort is a beautiful golf course. It is a PGA Tour stop as well. They play the Safeway Open there, and there's a north and south course. So we played the north course, which is where the PGA Tour played, and it was just awesome to play a golf course that pros had played because you see this course on TV, and you see shots that you hit, you see shots that they hit, and you kind of know what they're going through. So it was really cool to play that course. So... um like I said, the lineup was in our spring season, but in the fall season, that's when the recruiting kind of process got really interesting for me. So my coach had sent out all my, um, had sent out my profile to all those schools that I gave him the list of in the summer. And as we came back in the fall, we, um, we had a couple schools that had reached back out to us. So I was super excited for that because there was a certain point when I was thinking it's getting too late, you know, schools are not going to pick me up and stuff. And it just, I, re- I remember I was sitting with my dad and I was just thinking like, you know, I may not be playing golf next year for a school. And that was kind of my goal and stuff like that. So um, I was very thankful for that. These uh, schools had reached out. So I will go into detail like I did in the episode about high school. So with Sonoma State, I went on a total of three visits. The first one I went on was with my dad in, I believe it was December after the fall semester. They uh, Sonoma State had just been finishing up their last week of finals, so it was perfect timing. So we went, met Coach Verhunt, I met Coach Fraz there, and I remember we were driving up, I looked at the weather, and it was just supposed to just, I mean, just rain cats and dogs in Runner Park. It was supposed to just come down so i'd never i'd never had a rain jacket in my life so my dad and i stopped at in um in pleasanton and we stopped at a dick sporting goods and i picked up a under armor rain jacket because i just needed to be prepared thank god we got that jacket because we went on the visit we toured the school and it was a very awesome school the campus was very modern and yet it kind of had that um kind of how that nature outdoorsy feel, which I felt very comfortable with. And so they took us through the facilities, the rec center, which is amazing there. And so that was really cool. And so keep in mind, my dad and I, we drove up, it was just a day trip. And so we went up there and he's all, okay, you know, let's go out to the golf course. Let's see what you got. So we went out there. They have, or uh, well, I shouldn't say they, cause um, we have this little shed and stuff that is kind of Sonoma States at at uh, this course called Foxtail, which is our home course. And it's just for them, their use only. And so that was really cool. So they brought me in there. They have a TrackMan, which is, um, like as explained, like a flight scope. But TrackMan is a lot more advanced and is kind of the more well-known name of the technology. So he put me on that. We did a little wedge combine where I did a couple team things, and that was really fun. So we did that a little bit. And he said, hey, let's go play a couple holes. And I remember it was just 
pouring down rain. I was like, okay, you know, I'm not too happy to be going and playing in this rain, not ideal conditions, but that's golf. Sometimes you need to go play in those conditions. So I went out there, we played two holes. I made bogey on the first hole. I made par on the next hole. And it was probably about as good as I could have played on those two holes with it just raining. I mean, I was, I had my rain pants. I had my Under Armour rain jacket on. I had my hat on rain gloves on and it didn't do very good. I was still soaking wet. Got to play with a guy on the team, um, Dexter, He's, uh, he was on the team at the time and I played with him and we headed back in, we head back into the shed. I remember my dad, he just dropped me off and he went over to the, uh, local casino and, uh, just to kill some time. So we played two holes. We were in cards. Can believe we played in the just pouring down rain, went to the shed again, where we did our little combine. We let our clubs dry off. They have a heater in there, which was nice. And then uh, Coach Verhunts and Coach Fraz pulled my dad and I to the side. We went inside the golf club, golf, uh, golf pro shop, sat at a table, started talking about serious stuff. So we went, um, did that, and then that was the first visit. Um, the first visit was kind of eye-opening to me because I got offered on the spot, which was awesome. And Coach offered me uh, $4,000 at the moment, which was which was very, very uh, generous of him. Keep in mind, college uh, golf scholarships are not like Division One schools. Where you, there's There are full rides and stuff like that, like football and everything, but those are kind of the higher D1 schools. So this was a division high-end Division Two school, but he just kind of distributes his money the way he, um, he wants. So I was very thankful for the $4,000 offer, and I was going to really consider it. So that was my first visit there. We went on... Uh, I went on two other visits. We went, um, two of them were with my mom. So since this is getting serious about me going away for college and stuff for, um, if you, I'm sure your mom is the same way. Um, she's very, you know, just wants to know where, where her son's going to be at and just kind of get a feel for what his surroundings are going to be like. And that's not a bad thing. That's what moms are for. And I love my mom to death. So we went on the first visit. My stepdad came with us as well. And so there was no, um, no golf or anything. We just, she just wanted to see the campus, meet the coach and just get familiar with the school and stuff. So we went up for this day trip, um, met an advisor, got things, uh, checked out things and stuff. And uh, she felt very comfortable with the coach. So my stepdad as well. And given their confirmation was very, very important because like I said, that's my mom and she is going to be letting go of her son to go to a school. So we did that visit. And then we went on a, another visit as well, which was right before orientation. And we went, met the coach again, just kind of caught up and stuff. And orientation went on, took a visit of the school and stuff and just got to see a little bit of the dorms inside of them. And uh, it was just very, it was just a really awesome time. So that was Sonoma State. Next up was Chico State. I went on just one visit with my dad and we went, uh, Chico State's a little further northeast of Sonoma State. So we drove up once again, day trip, drove up early in the morning. We came up and we met the coach in his office, talked about what he's looking for in his next recruiting class. Felt that I felt those, um, fulfilled those requirements. So he walked us around the campus. It was a beautiful campus, very old, um, kind of brick buildings and it was really cool and so we went on that um met a couple of guys on the team we went out to their home course they were all hitting golf balls and stuff and he wanted to see my swing so i hit a couple balls he kind of gave me a few pointers i started chipping and uh did a little chipping with the team my dad and the coach talked a little bit just kind of on the side uh, once i kind of got to know the guys a little bit i just didn't feel very comfortable with um team atmosphere and stuff and it just knew chico state probably wasn't going to be the best fit for me and i can remember i was very disappointed after that visit because it was just my first kind of bigger um bigger visit of the ones i had been on and i was just kind of disappointed a little bit so uh, my dad and i we drove back home that night we talked about things and stuff and just felt that it wasn't going to be a very good fit so i um Later on, the coach had offered me $3,000 to go to uh, Chico State. And so at the end of the day, we had two offers. And the third school that I had been talking to was CSU San Marcos. 
San Marcos, the coach, we had many conversations, but never were able to schedule um, and actually complete a visit. We had a couple um, couple planned and then kind of had to cancel. Things came up. That's all right. That's life. And so we just kind of, um, it was time to make a decision. I wanted to make a decision before the season started in the spring. So I looked at the pros and cons of each school. Obviously looked at the dollar amount because school costs a lot of money. You know, I was going to be living on campus my first year. So we went with Sonoma State, felt comfortable that it was a better fit. Got a $1,000 extra or $1,000 more in the offer. And I called Coach Verhunt and I said, hey, you know, I'll come and play for you. So it was nice and it was relieving to, yeah, I got my national letter of intent. It was kind of serious stuff. And I just knew that I had a place to go play next year after my time at Reedy College. So that was just very relieving. And I can't thank Coach Stark enough for sending those emails out. I really appreciate it. So Leading up to then was spring semester of 2019. It was time for the season. So we were time to get rolling with the guys at Reedy College. And we came out just guns blazing as well. We won um, every conference tournament we played in. We were um, undefeated conference champions. And uh, we were just shooting awesome scores. I mean, we would shoot around even par for a team. So our five best scores were around even par. Sometimes we shot under. And so once again, we were named undefeated conference champions. And so after conference came Northern California championships as well, which was postseason starting. So that was played at Yolo flyers, which is, I don't, I can't remember exactly. Can't remember exactly where it is, but I think it's kind of West of Sacramento or, southwest of sacramento or some around that area so once again this was a 36 hole match we teed off at 7 a.m for the first 18 holes and then we teed off at 1 p.m for the second 18 holes we had a lunch break in between which is very nice and it was not like sandpiper where we had to eat our food as fast as we could we actually um we actually were able to sit down and kind of enjoy our meal a little bit more because we played fast so um, I had played with Tom O'Rourke. He was playing number one. I was playing number two. And at Northern California, I shot 76 for the first 18 holes and 77 for the second 18 holes. And it just wasn't it wasn't the best kind of outing for me as I would have liked because knowing it was my sophomore year, um, I felt very confident with my game and just wanted to really put some good numbers out for the team in the postseason. And so um, fortunately, so did the rest of uh, the rest of the team. They came through and we actually won. We won the Northern California championship for a second year in a row. So we were the best team in Northern California, my freshman and sophomore year. We had a lot of momentum going into the state championship. A lot of people knew about us. We had um, a couple radio stations talk about um, talk about us, and we were actually undefeated. Um, we were one of the few undefeated junior colleges in uh, the United States, so that was very, very impressive for us. So we came to the state championship at Silverado Resort and Spa. So like I had said, we played Napa Valley Junior College in a um, – Heads up, head to head match. So we knew the course. We played a practice round before the day before the tournament. And like I said, there's a north and south course. We played the north course, which is the tougher of the one. South course is still hard, but it's maybe it's not quite as hard as the north course. So we played 36 holes once again. And so after our first, um, after our first 18 holes, I shot 74, which was a solid round. I finished well. I think I birdied. Um, I started on hole 10, so I finished on 8 and 9. And I remember burning those last two holes to shoot 74, which felt good. We had a solid first round. I believe we were tied for third. And we needed a really good second round. And unfortunately, with the way things went, we all kind of struggled. We were all kind of burnt out coming down the stretch. We did not get the ball in the hole the least amount of times. I shot 80 personally. And it was just a tough, tough day for everybody. And so we finished the tournament tied for fourth. College of the Canyons in Santa Clarita had won the tournament. And, you know, I'll give them all the give them all the respect in the world. They had a really good team. They shot some really low numbers. So we were all bummed. Of course, we felt 
Um, we felt so close, but we just couldn't finish. And that's just golf. I mean, it's how it goes. So we couldn't be too mad, but we felt it was the best shot we had. So it was a long drive home, um, but we had school the next day. So it was time to finish strong with our academics. We had one last practice all together, which was the night of our banquet at Ridge Creek um, once again. So we played, um, we actually uh, signed up for a tee time. We played 18 holes before our banquet and everything. So we played. And then um, at our banquet, once again, we talked about how awesome of a season it was. Coach was just, he was super thrilled with the way the team was. We were such good guys. And um, similar to my freshman year, um, it was kind of sad to know that all the guys that I had played with um, that were freshmen, my freshman year with me, were all sophomores and the international guys and stuff. This was like, this was probably it, you know? Um, no, I haven't seen, um, haven't seen those guys for a while now. And uh, I just remember telling the, you know, the international guys, once again, I told Tom and Bo, I said, Hey, if you guys ever need anything, you know, you let me know and I can do everything I can to help you. And they were just very awesome guys and Bailey, Xavier and all those guys were just so awesome, which I still talk to to this day. And uh, hopefully we can get them on the podcast here pretty soon. So after that day, it was just, I don't know. It was just sad. And I I don't know why I was just kind of like, we need, we need to get a last picture of all everybody together. So I, I got a picture of everybody all together, the whole team. And I, I will post that on the podcast as well. And I just knew that picture I was going to try and save her for the rest of my life because not only was that team, but the team my freshman year as well were just some of the two best years of my life that I played at Reedy College. And it was some of the funnest golf I've ever played. And so once again, um, before the season had started, I had committed to Sonoma State University. I was super excited to be going to uh, go play Division II golf. And so I was just ready to prep my game and get ready for that. So just like I did in the first, uh, my first year, my freshman year, I talked about the van ride stories and stuff. And while the freshman year stories were good and all, but the second year we had, we had Bo Willett on our team from Australia and Tom O'Rourke from Australia on our team. And they were just some of the funniest guys in the world. I'll tell you. So my first story I wanted to talk about was um, we were in the van ride and during our van rides, we had our um, our head coach, uh, Coach Stark, drive, and Coach Perkins would ride passenger. Sometimes we Coach Perkins would drive, but probably wasn't best because he was, he's, oh man, he's got to be 80, 84. So he's, he's he's pretty old guy. And so um, very sweet, nice guy though. And so we had the big, tall sprinter vans. And Bo and Tom would sit behind our coaches. It would be Bailey and I, and then Xavier Morgan in the back. And Tom and Bo, they would always mess with Coach Perkins. Coach Perkins, because um, he was very, he was kind of an older guy. He had kind of bigger ears. So Tom, Tom and Bo would always, they'd always sneak up right behind his ear, and they'd flick his ear. And I mean, I tell you, when these things, like flinching and flapping after they flick him and it was it was hilarious we would die so i have a video of that i will post on instagram as well so you guys if you guys want to go check that out um for the second story uh we always we always drove we always drove to our tournaments in the vans and stuff and anywhere we went we listened um we listened to music kind of loud on bailey's bluetooth speaker so we would put his bluetooth speaker um in the area uh, underneath the headrest and stuff to kind of hold in place. I was DJ, always played different kinds of music, country, rock, rap, hip hop, and everything. Just whatever w- was fit the vibes in the van. So we'd put the music on and stuff, and we would all sing together, even though we were terrible singers. It was just all in good fun. And I'll post a video of that as well. And um, I believe that the song in the video is um, Sweet Home Alabama. Or no, is it? It was a song by Kid Rock, and um, it was just it was just awesome. So I'll post that on there. And for the next story, it was kind of happened outside of the van. It wasn't uh, one of the van rides, but it happened on one of our trips and stuff, and one of our get-togethers that we went on. 
Um, so the story is we were in a Dick's Sporting Goods uh, store. And for people that don't know, in the golf section, there's sometimes a simulator where you can go and hit shots. You can hit whatever clubs, however many balls you want. And it shows you the flight and everything, spin rate, and a bunch of stats and stuff. And so we thought, hey, let's let's do a long drive, like long drive contest. That'd be kind of fun. So um, we're all swinging as hard as we could. And after we hit... Um, we would just give out little grunts. So Tom went up, he would swing as hard as he could. Bailey went up, he gave him, you know, the, the lash of his swing and the grunt and everything. Xavier went up, I went up and we all have, um, we all gave it a grunt and everything. And when it was Bo's turn, he thought it would be funnier to maybe do a little louder grunt. And it was more like a yell. And in his words, it was, the Roger, a Roger Federer yell. So for listeners that don't know, Roger Federer is a very elite tennis player. And on, if you watch tennis, you know, every time they hit the ball, they're trying to hit as hard as they can. And they gave it a, they give it a big old, you know, Oh, and so he hit his, he hit his drive and he just, I mean, just yelled so loud and it was funny after he hit his shot, an employee came over to check on us to make sure, you know, you're, oh, you, you guys, you guys are okay in here. You know, we heard, and we're, we just were like, what, what are you talking about? Like, oh, no, nobody yelled in here. And he just looked so thrown off. So I have a video of uh, Bo doing that swing and you'll, you'll, you'll hear the yell in there. It's, it's, it's pretty hilarious. So um, for the next story, we were in the actual van and just like my freshman year, we had a lot of fun, but uh, also very serious talks about our futures. And one in particular, we went to a me and Ed's after practice one day in the fall. And I remember we were sitting in one of the booths. that's kind of a circle around. And so all the guys, uh, most of the international guys are um, in there. And so the ones that were mainly talking and stuff were Tom, Bo, uh, Bailey, Xavier, and I. And so we're all sitting in there. We're all kind of talking about our futures and stuff and <clears throat> what we're uh, wanting to do after college and stuff. And Tom and Bo were talking about how they wanted to be a pro golfer. And they were wanting to give it a try after college. And they were asking me about what I wanted to do and if I wanted to turn pro. And it was... For me, at that time, I knew I just didn't want to be a pro golfer anymore. I know in high school and going into my freshman year, I wanted to be a pro golfer. I wanted to play on the PGA Tour. That's kind of everybody's dream whenever they um, start playing golf and stuff at a very young age. And I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm saying to that I gave up on my dreams or you know, it's just oh, I just threw the towel in the bag, but. There was just, there's a point in a golfer's life when realization and reality kind of hits them. And for me, in my sophomore year, um, in the fall season, and I just knew, I knew kind of what it would be like, just constantly grinding and not only the grind and the determination you need to have, but you you need to have a pretty good amount of money because it costs a lot of money to get into tournaments, travel and everything like that. And I remember telling them, you know, you know, that realization and that dream is kind of gone for me. And I told them I wanted to be a marketing manager in the golf industry for a golf brand somewhere. I remember them telling me, you know, well, why, why, why do you want to, just give up, you know, why, why don't, why don't you want to try? And so I had explained to him, you know, there's the realization in reality kind of hit me that I probably wasn't going to be a pro golfer. And I was fully, I was totally fine with that. I mean, I wasn't going to be on the PJ tour and stuff like that. And it's the way it goes sometimes, but, um, for the listeners out there, if you're trying to be, you know, a pro golfer, PJ tour golfer, and you're a younger kid, I'm not saying to give up on your dreams, you know, keep working as hard as you can and it it'll take a lot of hard work but more power to you i wish you nothing but the best and um i'm sure you'll be successful in whatever route you take whether you are wanting to be 
a professional golfer or if you want to just kind of go the route I'm taking and just kind of realize that there's more to life and that I'll need to eventually get a job and and just kind of provide for a family later on and stuff. So in my sophomore year of college, my dreams changed from wanting to be a pro golfer to a marketing manager. And I just knew that that's just what I wanted to do. So that wraps up our sophomore or my sophomore year at Reedley College. And like I said, those two years of my life were some of the best years ever. And I met some amazing people along the way and some lifelong friends I still talk to this day. And um, I wouldn't trade it for anything. So that wraps up this episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening in on this week. And we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto. Just want to let you guys know I create an Instagram for the podcast called Scrambling Podcast. You can head over there, follow for updates on the episodes, as well as material that I'll be talking about in the episodes like videos or photos. So you can check them out there and get a little more insight on the episodes. Thanks again for listening and have a good one.